This episode of The New Way We Work is brought to you by Verizon, the network America relies on. This is The New Way We Work from Fast Company Magazine, where we take listeners on a journey through the changing landscape of our work lives and explain exactly what we need to build the future we want. I'm Fast Company Deputy Editor, Kate Davis. Today's episode was recorded at the Fast Company Innovation Festival in New York last fall. Bhavik Shah, principal from Mindshare Partners, presented a workshop about how to support mental health of employees. He joined me in the podcast booth from the festival floor to talk about how he thinks the workplace will change over the next few years, how leaders can address and support mental health for their employees, beyond benefits, and more. Take a listen. This is Kate Davis, deputy editor at Fast Company and host of The New Way We Work. And I'm here with Bhavik Shah, principal at Mindshare Partners, who is leading a workshop for us at the Innovation Festival about mental health at work. And we are in this podcast booth on the floor of the Innovation Festival. And I pulled him aside to ask him a few quick questions. Bhavik, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Kate. I'm really excited to be here today. So the question that I'm asking everybody is like the most obvious question, which is we all know that work has changed dramatically in the last two plus years. How do you think work will change in the next couple of years from now? I think the trend that I'm seeing most and I think a lot of folks at Mindshare Partners are seeing the most is employee empowerment. I think a lot of folks are just tired and frustrated with their employers and the lack of culture, even though they're saying that culture is really important to them. But when it comes down to it, the everyday experience is really impacting their mental health. And I think people have had enough. They need more from their employers. And I think that trend is just continuously going to grow. And in what way do you think that's going to manifest in the next couple of years? I think they're going to get momentum. You know, I think before I'm a millennial, um, so I grew up with everyone just should be lucky that you have a job during the financial crisis of 08, 09. And now people are from the newer generation are saying, well, you're lucky to have us and our skill set and our innovation. And um, listening to Christian Smalls, who was the labor union organizer for Amazon, it was inspiring because I think the more and more people feel empowered to do it, the more businesses will have to listen. Before, I think it was easier for them to ignore it. Now they have to prioritize employee mental health. They have to prioritize other social issues because that's going to impact their general business line, attrition and employee engagement, et cetera. Yeah, and that's something that we're hearing so much, you know, the the great resignation and like right. really realizing that that power shift, as you were saying. And so obviously, you know, with your area of expertise, something that I wanted to ask you about is, is, and you've alluded to this a little bit, you know, mental health is like finally kind of entering the mainstream right. conversations, right. Ar- you know, around workplace. I think, you know, for a long time, it was just completely taboo mm. at work. Of course, yeah. Um, you know, and, and it's also kind of entering or, or people are starting to think about it in the employee benefits field. But like, For many leaders, it still feels like a really tricky area to wade into. What would be your advice for a place for leaders to start in addressing mental health at work? And, you know, Kate, you bring up a good point. Leaders uh, still feel this reluctance to really dive into the topic. And I get it because if they haven't ever experienced really diving into it, it can feel really uncomfortable. But I think 
part of it is just connecting with your employees and being vulnerable. You know, as much as you want, you can just say that this pandemic over the last couple of years has been really difficult for me for XYZ reasons. No one's asking you to dig out those deep skeletons out of the closet and share every single personal story. But that human connection piece is really important because one, it shows to your employees that you actually are human and then that you care. Right. And if the messaging comes down from the leadership, then changes will happen. You'll have more people accountable in your organization. You'll have systems in place and policies in place like EAP, like these benefits. But then also you have psychological safety. A lot of people, no matter how many resources you have, do not feel safe to leverage these resources. They feel that it will be held against them. They can't take time off. They can't be with their loved ones because they'll be let go or they won't get that promotion. Everyone's trying to really progress and do well in their careers. So eventually, if the leaders start sharing some of their personal anecdotes and share the connection piece of why it's important at their organization and really think about the culture they want to create and not just the performative taglines that we've seen in different websites and different um, sort of outlets, then that's going to give folks safety and really think about how they can really contribute back to the organization. And so you, you mentioned that piece of like psychological safety and, and feeling that you can take time off without being mm. penalized. But, you know, how... What, what kind of advice would you give to an employee that's like, I'm having these mental health struggles. I do need to take this time off, but I also don't want to share the, everything and I don't want it to negatively impact my job. Like, how, how can I do that? Right. And, I, and that's that's totally up to the employee themselves of how much they want to disclose. And I think part of that is just understanding that one, you have rights at the at the workplace that you can look to ask for additional support if you need it or if you do need a leave of absence or whatever the case may be. So just understanding that and being aware and educating yourself is really important as an employee perspective. And then the second one is that you don't have to give your employee information that you don't want to unless it's to a point where you need some sort of legal accommodation for your work. But if it's just managing burnout, which a lot of us have done before, or managing workplace anxiety with a different uh, project, then you can say that, you know, think about how to create boundaries within your work. How can you work with your manager and think about prioritization and capacity constraints and really being realistic that if you have four projects and you can't do the fifth one, say that and say these are the priorities. And I think you have to really be open and honest about that. But it does require some strength from the employee. I can't say it's easy because I've been in that position where you don't feel like you have the support, but it has to have some courage behind the behind the message. And, you know, you, you touched on this a little bit from the employer perspective. You were saying, you know, to be more vulnerable and a little more, mm. more forthcoming. Uh, you know, aside from that and aside from having, you know, robust mental health benefits, like what can you do as a leader or as a manager if you feel like somebody's struggling or you have a, an idea, but you don't, you know, you mm. don't want to pry, right. like how do you support people? It's a great question. And we get that often from different folks who are managers. And there's a, there's a balance between compassion and compliance. So similar to how if you're working with someone, so if we were colleagues, Kate, and if I saw you drinking coffee at 9 a.m. every morning for a year, and then all of a sudden I don't see you drink coffee and you don't seem yourself and, you know, you're not as chatty in work meetings and you seem a little bit more quieter, you can always say that, hey, Kate, I've seen you a bit more quieter in meetings. How are you? And that's the same approach that we teach managers to do, that you can still use work-based evidence, what you're seeing, what you're hearing, but do not pry. Don't ask, like, well, why are you acting that way? Because you don't want to 
focus on the on the cause you want to focus on the impact so you want to be there and support them but you don't want to necessarily pry and cross that professional boundary but you can definitely do that between compassion and compliance and then what's the next step you know once what if the you know how, how do you help from there right so there's a couple of things that can happen the person can just say i'm fine and even if you ask again they're like i'm fine and I think part of that is just relationship building from the start. Mm -hmm. If you don't have that relationship already set in place at the beginning of the relationship, then it's going to be difficult. But if you do have that relationship and the person does, you know, unload on you, then you have to think about how to be an empathetic listener and validating their experiences. For example, I am from a South Asian background. I have a lot of uh, social and mental health stigma behind it for my culture. My managers in the past may have not experienced everything because different identities, different experiences. However, in the past, I wish I just had an empathetic ear to listen to my experiences. And you may not understand everything as a manager, but you can validate them and just acknowledge that things are difficult and different communities right now are facing different challenges. And just the fact that you're creating that safe space for someone to be vulnerable is important. And then if the third piece is that if someone does disclose something to you and if it is a mental health related condition and and the big and is if it's impacting their work, then you have to be honest and say you have to reach out to HR and you have to make sure that you get that that professional support there as well. I just want to underline what you said about empathy. You know, yeah. that's, you know, we're, we're here at the Innovation Fest and we actually um, had an entire workshop on how to be a more empathetic boss. Mm. And that's just something, you know, we're, we're really seeing a change in the way that we think about leadership and yeah. and what makes a good leader and what's an important to, you know, as a, as a leader. And I think that you hit it right on the head. Like it's it's empathy and being like we're we're not cogs in a machine that like you come in to get your job done. It's like and empathy is such a tricky thing. Right. Because yeah. it's not it's 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 like feeling along with. Can you can you talk a little bit more about like what empathy looks like and feels like as a, as a manager? Yeah, sure. I think a lot of people always think that empathy means that you have to put yourself in that position of the person. So oftentimes they think, well, I don't know because I could never experienced it. But empathy is just knowing that it's okay that you haven't experienced it, but just acknowledging the fact that that doesn't mean that their issues are invalid. That doesn't mean that you have to undermine their challenges as a whole. So that empathetic piece really relies on the unknown that it's okay to not know everything. We work in an environment and a society where everything needs to be solutionized. Everything needs to have an answer. And if it doesn't have an answer, then something's wrong, something's broken. But the problem is the system's broken when it comes to workplace mental health. And we're trying to find gaps in the system where people feel that they can share these things, be human, but still be very productive at work and really contribute back. So I would encourage all managers to lean into that discomfort because you're not meant to know all the answers. You're not a psychologist. You're not a therapist. You're not a clinician. All you're there is as a manager, you should support them. And a little bit more empathy can go a really long way for your team. And it's just a valuable business skill to yes. have to lean into the unknown. Right. Yeah. Um, well, that was all the questions I had for you. Thank you so much for joining me here. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kate. This episode of The New Way We Work is brought to you by Verizon the network you can rely on for your phone and for your home internet. Find the plan that's right for you at verizon.com. And that's all for this episode. If you're a new listener, be sure to subscribe to The New Way We Work wherever you listen. And if you like this episode, leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. 
The New Way We Work is produced by Joshua Christensen with editing by Nicholas Torres. Thank you.